think I got that thing on. Sounds like I did. Well, it is good to be back with you, and it has been a good while since we were here. I think the first time I was here was in 2005, just before our son Eric was born. And uh, the church took us on then to go to Norway, and the Lord allowed us to be in Norway for eight years. But then we suddenly had to leave Norway to protect our children, and uh, that was a very hard thing to do. But ten months later, the Lord had uh, directed us to British Columbia, Canada. And so we thank the Lord for His direction and His help. And we've been there in in the city of Cranbrook for uh, six and a half years now, and the Lord is blessing there. So uh, we are so thankful for His leadership and what He is doing in the hearts of people and in our own hearts. Uh, thankful th- we thank you as well. Thankful for this church that has supported us over the years and prayed for us. And I know we get uh, cards from some of you, and we thank thank you for that. That's always a blessing, and uh, to get those reminds us that people are there, uh, out there praying for us and thinking of us, and that's always a, a, a good thing. And I think we get your newsletter too. You, know, you send that out by email. So uh, there aren't too many churches actually that uh, send prayer letters or newsletters to their to their missionaries. So uh, we're thankful for that. We like to pray for our church, our supporting churches, and that's always a blessing to find out what's going on, how the Lord is uh, blessing and meeting needs. And it's good, Pastor was telling me about the building situation and how the Lord works has worked all that out. So that's really a, a praise as well. We would like to go ahead and show this uh, uh, presentation, uh, video presentation that uh, we'll give you in kind of a bird's eye view of what the Lord is doing there in Cranbrook, and uh, then we will have a special with our family singing, and then I'll be looking at the Word of God for a little while. So let's go ahead and do do the video there. Hello, we are the Talbot family. Dwight, Ruth, Eric, 17, Jonathan, 15, Anna, 13, and Marcus, 10 and our dog, Coley, and our cat, Leah, as well. We joined Baptist International Missions as missionaries nearly 21 years ago. From 2008 to 2015, we served in the country of Norway. The Lord then directed us to Cranbrook in the province of British Columbia, Western Canada. Cranbrook's population is around 25,000 people, and it is about an hour north of the Idaho border. Cranbrook has about six months of cold and snow, We get plenty of exercise in the winter, keeping the driveway cleared of snow. The summers, however, are hot and dry, and forest fires are a constant threat. Despite it being a rather harsh climate, our whole family enjoys living in the beautiful Canadian Rocky Mountain region. We love to get out hiking and skiing when we have the chance. We enjoy seeing the spectacular beauty of our Lord's creation year-round. We moved to Canada in October 2016 under the sponsorship of Pastor Jeff Friesen and Valley View Baptist Church in Creston, British Columbia, about an hour west of Cranbrook. We were granted a three-year temporary religious workers permit when we moved into Canada, which has been renewed twice. We have applied twice for a permanent residency permit, but have not yet been granted one. We began meeting in our home in November 2016 along with Barb and Cliff Blakey and their daughter Kim. The Blakeys had attended the previous Independent Baptist Church in Cranbrook, but had been without a church since it had closed about ten years previous to our coming. They were excited to finally have a good church to attend in their town once again. The Blakeys cautioned us that Cranbrook was a difficult area to try to start a church in, and that we needed to be committed for the long haul. We have found their admonition to be true. By God's grace, we are committed to staying in Cranbrook as long as the Lord wants us here. In the spring of 2017, we began renting a building to meet in. With the help of Baptist Church Planting Ministry and Valley View Baptist Church, we planned opening meetings in April. Several churches helped us to prepare for those meetings, including assembling John and Romans printed with invitations to our church's opening meetings, which were mailed to each residence in the Cranbrook area, putting up door hangers on the 10,000 doors in Cranbrook, and attending various nights of the opening meetings and helping out. We had several visitors from the community, a few of which continued to attend services afterward. We are very grateful for the hard work and sacrifices of the many churches that helped Rocky Mountain Baptist Church of Cranbrook get established. We enjoy fellowshipping with these churches each summer at family camp under the direction of Pastor Tom Stastny. 
While the Cranbrook has proved to be a difficult area to minister in, we are excited to see what the Lord has done in the last few years. We've had several visitors comment that they've attended many of the other churches in our town, but no church preaches just the Bible like our church. It has been a delight to see our members growing in the Lord and being a witness to their families and community. In 2019, evangelist Barry Webb had held revival services at our church. Susan was saved during those meetings, and Ruth was able to disciple her, along with other ladies at various times. We held our first baptismal service in the fall of 2019. After several years of seeing Susan's testimony at home, Susan's husband was finally ready to accept the Lord this past fall. I have been discipling him, along with Susan, and have been blessed to see them both growing in the Lord. As with everyone, COVID hit us pretty hard. Just when the church seemed to be growing, churches in Canada were shut down for over a year. COVID restrictions were very strict, and most people were afraid to even visit others in their homes. Pastors and churches across Canada were fined for holding services, and several pastors in Alberta were arrested and jailed as well as their churches chained shut or even fenced off. We continued to hold services at Children's Church regularly in our home, which we live-streamed on Facebook and on Skype. Most of our church members also joined the services through a Skype call. One benefit of the live stream is that we have been able to reach many more people than we ever could have just in our local community. We have also had friends, family, and community members join us regularly in the church Skype call from as far away as Norway. Since we could not do door-to-door evangelism for almost two years, we printed and distributed door hangers with a clear gospel message of peace and hope. We found people to be more receptive than ever after going through the difficult times of the last couple of years. Our first in-person meeting of 2021 took place on Easter Sunday in our driveway. Although the day started out with sunshine, during the sermon the temperature dropped and it even started snowing. We met for several months outdoors until we were finally allowed back into the building which our church rents. Even though the government tried to mandate strict COVID restrictions, we were not hindered from allowing all who wanted to to attend the services. There are several folk who have not yet come back to church, but the faithful few remain. We all came to appreciate the value of the support and encouragement of our brothers and sisters in Christ, even if only virtual for a time. For over two years, our family could not enter restaurants or other public functions, but thanks to a group of brave truckers and others who stood up for the rights of Canadians, almost all COVID restrictions were lifted in the spring of 2022. We have been able to continue all of our church programs and outreaches and look forward to seeing what the Lord is going to do in the coming years. Last summer, after two years of lockdowns, the Lord blessed our vacation Bible school with over 20 attending each day. The whole church pitched in to help with snacks, registration, and helping wherever else they were needed. We had a teen class, as well as a children's class, and both classes were well attended. We also held a five-day Bible club during spring break this April, with good attendance of about 16 each day. Many of the children who attended the VBS and Bible club were homeschool friends who attended other churches in town, but we shared a clear gospel message with the children each day. Although no one openly made a decision to get saved, we have been able to follow up each family and pray that we see fruit someday. Another children's outreach that has been very popular is the Canada Day Children's Helium Balloon and Tract Outreach. With the help of our church people, we attach children's tracts to helium balloons and pass them out during Canada's Independence Day activities. Tract distribution at the local parades and community days is also well received. We have made many connections through the homeschool groups in the community and through other activities that our children are involved in. Eric and Jonathan are in the Air Cadet program, which is a bit like ROTC for high schoolers. Although they are not permitted to speak of their faith openly, they've had many opportunities in private conversation and during the speech program to share some of their testimony and faith in Christ. Our kids have also had many opportunities to be involved in the church and community through their music. Our church was blessed to receive a full set of handbells a couple years ago from missionary Marguerite Polly. Ruth organized a handbell choir for homeschool families. Everyone enjoyed learning handbells, and we have put on two concerts so far. It's been a blessing to have several missionaries come our way to present their work. The Lord has enabled us as a church to take on four missionary families for a small amount of support, and we pray regularly for several other missionary families as well. 
We would like to thank each of you for your faithful prayers and support, as well as those who have sent cards at birthdays, Christmas, and other times during the year. We enjoy displaying the many Christmas cards we get from supporting churches and friends. Pray for our family, for our faithfulness, our health, our immigration status. Pray for Rocky Mountain Baptist Church to grow and reach souls for Christ. Pray for the Lord to send laborers into the needy field of Canada. The number of churches in Canada has decreased by nearly 20% in the last three years. Many Canadian pastors were forced to resign due to health or mental difficulties, discouragement, or even government persecution. Although the laborers have dwindled, the need is greater than ever before. Suicide and depression are at an all-time high. Canadians are looking in many places to find help, but few realize that their only hope is in Jesus Christ. Please pray for the Lord to send forth laborers into this needy land and consider what the Lord might have you do for the gospel in Canada. Perhaps the Lord would call you to go reach our neighbors to the north.
is our desire is to do the will of God, and I hope that is your desire as well. Um, thank the Lord for His leading and in, in putting us in Cranbrook, and do pray for, as I mentioned in the presentation, pray for our immigration status. We have tried twice to get permanent residency in Canada, and uh, they have not, not invited us to apply. So I don't know if it's my age and they don't want to take on another retiree eventually or what it is, but do pray that the Lord will just uh, give us wisdom about whether to try to apply for that again or to continue to apply for the uh, temporary religious workers permit, which is what we're under. Um, but uh, thank the Lord for what He's doing, and we're excited about what He will do as uh, we see we've sown a lot of seed and uh, we've seen some harvest, but I believe there's a bigger harvest there that uh, we will see as the Lord works. If you would turn with me to Genesis chapter number 1. Genesis chapter number 1 this evening. <clears throat> I want to talk about uh, something um, that is dear to my heart, and that is walking with God. Walking with God. Are you walking with God? Um, tonight we want to look at this. Adam and Eve walked with God in the Word. Adam and Eve walked with God in the Word. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 is where we will begin. Then we'll read some verses in Genesis chapter 2 and a couple of verses from chapter 3. But notice Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of the earth, and every tree, and which is the fruit of, of a tree yielding seed. Uh, to you it shall be for meat, and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, and wherein is, there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. Then let's look at chapter 2, verse 15. Chapter 2, verse 15. And we'll read through verse 17. And the Lord took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. And then chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, it says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and, Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God, among the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the ability to walk with God by your grace. And Lord, I thank you for this account of Adam and Eve. And Lord, we know that they sinned against you, yet you still desired to have fellowship with them and restored them uh, through the blood and thank you for the blood of Christ, which cleanses us from all sin, but also that uh, makes, has paved a way for us, has prepared the way for us to be um, citizens of heaven. Thank you for each one that has trusted here tonight in the blood, uh, the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And 
the uh, gift of salvation that is offered because of that blood that it purchased. We pray that you'd help us tonight to understand these things. Help us as we share the the good news of the gospel with others here uh, in Canada and around the world as we continue to carry out the, the command, the commission, the instructions you've given to us as believers and as a church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In all the verses that we read above in dealing with Adam and Eve, as well as um, the whole creation, we're told of God speaking. Uh, God created things by speaking. He he said, you know, let there be light, and there was light, and so forth. Um, Using His voice in the creation and instructing His creation, uh, and then instructing and communicating with man as He created Adam and Eve. And I'm not going to dwell upon the fall of man in chapter 3, but I want to pick out that phrase that shows a pattern of Adam's life up to that point. Uh, The first mention in the Bible of the word walking was of a voice walking. As we notice there in chapter 3, verse 8, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden, in the cool of the day. And so... The voice walking, the voice of the Lord, or the Word of God. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the, cool, in the cool of the day there. Adam and Eve did not see a physical presence, I don't think, of God, um, of Jehovah God. But they heard the voice of the Lord walking, and they were used to that. They, the indication there is they, you know, they had covered themselves and, uh, with, with some leaves and, and whatnot. Uh, because of their sin, because they realized that they were naked after they had sinned, and uh, they were expecting that voice to show up, expecting the Lord to show up. And so they hid themselves from the Lord. And, of course, God knew where they were. He just wanted them to admit um, where they were. But what a first mention principle, walking with the Word of God. And uh, this is not a singular instance uh, because, you know, as I said, they hid themselves. They wouldn't have covered themselves if they hadn't expected God to be there or to show up. Um, And there's no one else to hide from. (laughs) It was only... You know, there was just them, and uh, the Lord would show up. He was the only one that they could have been hiding from. And uh, there's a, this reference is really a continuation of something that took place, I believe, on a regular basis, we could assume. So, the voice of the Lord walked, and the voice of the Lord called there in this, this passage that we looked at. John chapter 1, verse 1 explains this phenomenon as it shows the correlation between the incarnate Word of God and the inscribed Word of God. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was God. Uh, I'm sorry, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Speaking, of course, of the Lord Jesus Christ, the incarnate Word, uh, but also we have the inscribed Word of God. Jesus Christ, who was Jehovah God, was and is the Word. And we are to walk with Him. John chapter 1, verse 14, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And so, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Word of God, we cannot debate the Word of God because the Bible declares that Jesus Christ uh, was the Word, John chapter 1, verse 1, and He still is and always will be the Word of God. Revelation chapter 19 Uh, Verse 13 says, And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Praise the Lord that uh, we know the Word. We have a relationship. If you've been saved, if you trust Christ as Savior, you have a relationship with the living Word of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is revealed to us in the the, uh, written Word of God, the inscribed Word of God. Thank the Lord for this Bible that we have, God's Uh, inspired Word that we have that reveals the Father. It reveals the Lord Jesus Christ. But uh, thank the Lord this isn't all we have. We have a personal relationship with the Word and we can walk with Him and we must walk with Him if we're going to please Him. Um, So we walk with God in the Word as Adam and Eve did, I believe. And um, Adam and Eve hiding from the voice of the Lord shows that they knew Him. Um, they, and they, they had previously walked with him. They were used to doing this. This was a, a common occurrence for them, probably a daily occurrence for them. And as Adam and Eve walked with the presence of God, um, the Word of God, so we that are saved also should walk 
with him um, in a sweet and wonderful fellowship. Not hiding from him as Adam and Eve had to do when they, they sinned. But praise the Lord, if we've, if we've trusted Christ as Savior, we've been cleansed from sin. And we should enjoy that daily fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ, walking with him. And uh, when, we, when we sin as a believer, uh, what does that do? Does it destroy our relationship? No, it doesn't destroy the relationship, but it does break that fellowship, and that needs to be restored. And uh, you know, just like with a child with their parents, uh, when you kids have done something wrong that your parents have told you not to do, uh, do you want to hang around them or, or go, go be with them at that moment? No, probably not. Why? Because uh, you know as soon as you get around your mom and dad, they're going to do what? They're going to start talking to you about you did this that you weren't supposed to do. They're going to deal with it, aren't they? <laughs> and uh, the Lord does that with us as believers, as His children. If we have disobeyed, if we have sinned against Him as believers, um, there, is a, there is a problem that needs to be dealt with. There's something that's come between us in fellowship, not in relationship. Um, kids, when you disobey your mom and dad, does that mean you're not their child anymore? No, you're still their, you're still their child. Uh, nothing can change that at all. And if you trust the Christ to save you, you've been born again, nothing can change the fact that you're, you're born again, that you're a child of God. But uh, if you sin, there is a, something that needs to be dealt with. The Lord, if, when, when I start fellowshipping with the Lord, when I start reading His Word, if I start to pray and there is sin in my life that's not dealt with, what's going to happen? The Holy Spirit of God is going to start saying, hey, there's something that needs to be dealt with in your life. Uh, we can't have fellowship until this is taken care of. And uh, to walk with the Lord necessitates that we have a daily washing of the Word. Uh, How often do you, now I won't ask the boys this, but how often do you girls wash, you know, take a bath and and wash your face and clean up? Probably every day. Um, Now some of you guys, if you had a choice, you might go a whole week without without cleaning up, you know, but... uh, um, anyway, uh, I, I used to take uh, teenage, teenage and junior age boys backpacking a lot before I was married when I was teaching in their Christian school. And, uh, you know, we'd go three days without a bath, you know, and that, that was great. Um, for us, we got back home and, and uh, you know, the moms of those guys I took out were saying, Whoo, uh, you know, go, go get in the shower, get those clothes put in the, in the dirty clothes. But uh, we need, we, our lives need to be clean before the Lord to be, have fellowship with Him. So we walk with God. Uh, how do we walk with God in the Word? Well, we cannot walk with God without His Word or contrary to His Word. We must with, walk with God in His Word. And first of all, we walk with God in the new birth through His Word. How do we start walking with God? Um, by initiating that, that, that relationship being initiated through the new birth uh, when we're born again. We cannot walk with God until we know God and are born of God. First uh, Peter chapter one verse twenty three. First Peter chapter one verse twenty three says, "Being born of God, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever." Uh, how do I get saved? Well, I hear the gospel. I hear the word of God, and I respond to that in faith, and I trust Christ as my Savior. But the word of God liveth and abideth forever. Uh, there's the living word as well, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one that uh, gives us a new birth. Jesus told Nicodemus, a very religious man, that it was a must that he be born again. Um, in, in John chapter 3, verse 7, uh, Jesus said to, to Nicodemus, Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. It's a must. It's the most important thing that any person can do is to trust Christ as Savior to be born again. And that's the greatest need of every person on this earth is to be born again. So we begin that walk with God through the new birth. We walk with God also uh, in hearing His Word. We need to be, be hearing His Word regularly through preaching and so forth. But Romans chapter 10, verse 17, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. That applies to initially to the gospel and the preaching of the gospel and faith in Christ, but also how are we to live every day? We are to live by faith, are we not? How do we live by faith? In response to hearing the Word of God. Uh, As we hear the Word of God, we are able to respond to God's Word through faith 
and live by faith and walk by faith. And so we walk with God in hearing His Word. Uh, two, two, there are two hearings here, I believe. The audible hearing of the Word of God when it is preached, uh, when it is taught, when it is read. And the inward hearing or the listening to the voice of God, the Holy Spirit of God who ministers His Word to our hearts. And so we walk with God in the Word in that way. Um, we cannot walk with God when His Word falls on ears that are dull of hearing. And there was a problem in Hebrews that was pointed out. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 10, uh, down through verse 14. It says, Called of God and, and high priest after the order of Melchizedek, speaking of Jesus Christ, of course, our high priest, of whom we have many things to say, and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are, what? Dull of hearing. For when, for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, uh, for, uh, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk, and not a strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth unto them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use, or practice we could say, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And so, Christian tonight, are your ears dull of hearing? I hope not. Uh, here here the, the, the writers and the Lord through the writer said, I, I, I have trouble telling you this because your ears are dull of hearing. You haven't exercised them to hear the Word of God. But we need to be exercising them daily. That needs to be a daily thing that we exercise uh, our ears, not just our physical ears, but also our spiritual ears on the inside to hear the Word of God. Thirdly, we walk with God uh, in reading His Word. Not just hearing His Word, but reading His Word. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word, that ye may grow thereby. We just visited a friend of ours this morning over in uh, Urbana, Ohio. And they've just a- adopted a, brand, a-, a new baby. And uh, now he's, a little, he's, he's eating some solid food now. But, but I, was, I was recalling our children... And if you've had a little baby, you know that, especially a newborn baby, they are always wanting to do what? Eat. <laughs> uh, there's a desire for that sincere milk uh, from, from the mama. And they want the bottle or they want their mama. And, and uh, you know, there's that, that great desire all the time. Well, we ought to have that desire, no matter what age we are as a believer, to desire the sincere milk of the Word. Why? So that we can grow. So that we can grow. There ought to be a desire for growth. And the way we do that is through the Word of God. Uh, reading His Word. Studying His Word. Feeding upon His Word. Picking it up and dusting it off for church does not strengthen our relationship with God. I uh, remember a little country church I attended with my aunt and uncle a few times years, many years ago. But there was an old couple in that church and they would sing once. Uh, they sang a couple times. And I remember they sang, sang a song called Dust on the Bible. <laughs> and I don't remember the words or anything. But uh, um, you know... Does your Bible sit around your house collecting dust? Or is it open daily and used daily so that it doesn't have to be dusted off for Sunday services? It shouldn't be. Timothy was admonished to read the Word. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 12 and 13 says, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. And then he says in verse 13, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. What should Timothy be involved in as a, as a young pastor? Well, he ought to be reading the Word of God, reading it for himself and reading it to the people, and then exhorting and teaching doctrine. So we walk with God in reading His Word and learning His Word. We also walk with God, I believe, in loving and trusting His Word, uh, having a relationship with the living Word, but also with the written Word of God. Do you love your, do you love your Bible? Do you love the Word of God? Um, I, t- I hope you do. Psalm 119, that David did. He said in verse 127, 128, Therefore I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above gold, above fine gold. Uh, Therefore I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. And so there ought to be a love for the Word of God. There ought to be a, a, a love and trust for God's Word. And since we cannot see or audibly hear God, um, in our day, uh, we must trust the Word of God, the written Word of God. How do I hear God? Through His Word. How do I hear what He wants me to do? Through His Word. How do I find His will? 
through His Word. Uh, we go to the Word of God. Uh, we don't, you know, we don't go ask some some uh, guy that sits on top of a mountain somewhere, uh, "What's God's will for my life?" No, read your Bible. And you'll find out God's will for your life. The Lord will lead you into His will. Uh, 99% of God's will is very clear. <laughs> Just obey the Word. And then uh, the things that aren't, aren't clear, like thou shalt marry Susan, or thou shalt marry Joe, or whatever, things like that. Uh, no, that's not written out in the Word of God. But God's Word will certainly guide you to the person He wants you to marry, to the job He wants you to work, and all those things, if you will trust Him. Trust His Word. Walking with God in the Word. Um, and since all we comprehend about God is found in the Bible, we cannot cherry pick <laughs> uh, which verses we trust. Psalm, uh, Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5, Every word of God is pure. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in Him. The verse we read in Psalm 119, uh, David said, Therefore I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right. This is not like the salad bar at, at the steakhouse or the smorgasbord. Uh, you know, you don't, you don't just, you know, when you go there, you say, well, I don't like that, but I do like this. I'll get some of that, and I'll get some of this, but I don't like that. No, your Bible can't be that way in our lives. Uh, it, we take all of it. All of it is necessary for us. Um, even the parts that, that, uh, that convict us. <laughs> And, and point to things in our lives that need to be changed. And so walking with God is, is trusting His Word, uh, trusting God in His Word. Psalm 18, Psalm 18, verse 30, As for God, His way is perfect. The Word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in Him. It's been proven to be true. Uh, Psalm 56, verse 4, In God I will praise His Word. In God I have put my trust I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. In Psalm 119, verse 42, So shall I have uh, wherewith to answer him that reproacheth me, for I trust in thy word. Um, the Bible, New Testament tells us to always be ready to give an answer of the hope that is in us. Uh, what does that mean? Well, how can I give an answer? Well, I use the word of God. I answer with God's word. And if I don't know God's word, I'm not going to be able to answer with God's word. Uh, praise the Lord for walking with God by loving and trusting His Word. We also walk with God by meditating in His Word. Meditating in His Word. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then sh thou shalt, shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success." Uh, we need to meditate on the Word of God day and night. Um, have, a, have that that close relationship, not just on the written Word of God, but meditating on our relationship with our Savior, communicating with Him. Jesus, you know, Jesus said we ought to always be praying. The Scripture tells us pray without ceasing. And uh, what does that mean? Well, have that active relationship with the Lord, listening to His Word, speaking to Him through prayer. And so that, that continuous meditation, medit and, and med when the Bible says meditate, it's not what the world calls meditation in, in, in our day. It's not like the yoga meditation or whatever, you empty your mind, that's a dangerous thing to do. Uh, you don't empty your mind and, and hope something comes in. No, you think about the Word of God. <laughs> you, 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 you digest it, it's sort of like a cow. Uh, I grew up on a dairy farm in East Tennessee, and uh, you know, our cows would graze, and then uh, you'd see them all lie down. And then what would you see them doing? They're sitting there in the field, laying in the field going. And if you look really closely, you can see a little, little lump come up their throat into their mouth. Then they chew a while. Then they'd swallow. <laughs> what are they doing? They're chewing their cud. Uh, uh, there's, there's that, that, that's really an idea of meditating. You know, just chewing on it. Uh, thinking about it making it a part of my life, you know, you know, just absorbing it. So walking with God in His Word comes to deliberately um, deliberating and pondering upon it. Psalm 119, verse 48, uh, Mine eyes prevent the night watches that I might meditate in Thy Word. What, is, what does it mean, my eyes prevent the night watches? Well, the night watches are happening when? During the night. Uh, the word prevent there means to come before 
So the psalmist said, my eyes prevent the night watches. My eyes are open before the night watches over. Why? So that I can do what? I can, that I might meditate in thy word. I, I'm waking up early. I'm, I'm spending time in the word of God. Uh, we walk with God in studying his word as well. By studying the Word of God. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, uh, the admonition is study to show thyself a prudent God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Uh, the Lord wants us to, to study His Word. Uh, walking with God in His Word is based upon a proper understanding of it. And that takes study. Uh, God's people are destroyed, the Bible says, for lack of knowledge. And I, I, that is very true in our day. So many, so many people that have trusted Christ as Savior really don't know the Word of God and they haven't studied it and they, they many times are destroyed in their spiritual life or led astray. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, speaking of Israel, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they ha- thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, uh, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of God, I will also forget thy children. That should not be true of us. Um, but we need, to, we need to have knowledge of God's Word. The Bible is our foundation upon which we build our lives. It is foundational to our lives as a believer. And so we must make much of it. We need to study it um, and spend time doing that, uh, putting it into context. Um, do you study your Bible and put it into context? We need to. The context of the whole Word of God, the context of that book, the context of the chapter, um, the, 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 not to, and the historical context, all that's important as we, as we study the Word of God. Make sure we're putting things in context. Uh, don't just pick a verse out blindly. And, uh, you know, the guy that said he wanted to know God's will, so he just opened his Bible and went like this. Judas went out and hanged himself. Mm. Go thou and do likewise. Whatsoever thou doest, do quickly. <laughs> now, that's not a good way to, to uh, find the will of God is to just cherry pick verses, or, you know, just happenstance. No. What's the context? Um, what is the Lord saying? The Lord gave us His Word to be understood, and we understand, we must understand it as we do anything in context, okay? And uh, so, so, studying God's Word takes some work. Uh, it takes some, some, some uh, careful looking and studying within the historical and the geographical and all those things. So uh, spend some time doing that. Spend much time doing that. So uh, two more things. We walk with God in adherence to His Word. It does us no good to study God's Word, to understand God's Word, to read God's Word, to hear God's Word if we don't do it. Um, James 1.22, but be ye what? Doers of the Word and not hearers only. And what's the next phrase? Anybody know? Deceiving your own selves. If I just hear God's Word, if I just read God's Word, but I don't put it into practice in my life and I don't do it, what does God say? I've deceived myself. Now, what does it mean to deceive yourself? It means you lied to yourself and you believed yourself. That's pretty dumb, isn't it? I mean, really? If I I stood up here tonight and I said, uh, I'm, uh, I'm George Bush... And you, you've never seen me before, and you've never seen George Bush before. Uh, I convinced you through talking to you that I was George Bush. And uh, so I, I left, and you went home, and you told all your friends, hey, we met George Bush. I would have deceived you, right? Uh, but if I went home and really thought that I was George Bush, I would have deceived myself. <laughs> okay? Uh, but the Bible says, God says, we do that to ourselves when we hear God's Word, but we don't put it into practice in our lives. We say to ourselves, oh, I'm okay. And we're not. not, Our lives are not in line with God's Word. We've not obeyed the commandment. Uh, We've not carried out the will of God in our lives. And so, so in adherence to His Word, walking with God in His Word is both hearing and doing and applying the Scriptures to our lives. And the Bible sets parameters and guidelines for the Christian life and holiness. um, And we need to stick to and adhere to the Word of God. That's how we walk in the Word. And Psalm 119, verse 31, uh, uses the word stuck. The psalmist said, I have stuck unto thy testimonies, O Lord. Put me not to shame. 
Uh, we ought to be super glued to the Word of God, to His testimonies, uh, stuck to those things. Um, and and uh, the Lord will bless if we'll do that. And finally, we walk with God in sharing His Word. Uh, we need to share it with others. Mark chapter 16, verse 15, He said to them, go, go, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, what is effective in reaching souls for Christ? One thing, God's Word. My words have no power. My words have no power. Um, I can argue with someone. I can try to convince them by my words. But it's God's Word that will penetrate the heart. And we need to use the Word of God. And we need to proclaim the Word of God. The Lord is not willing that any should perish. The Bible tells us. Um, His will is that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And so God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth on Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And if we walk with Him, we will be soul conscious and we will be soul winners, reaching others for Christ. Uh, Do you realize, are you soul conscious? Do you realize that every day, all day long, every person you come in contact with is in one of two conditions? They're either saved and on the way to heaven or they're lost and on their way to hell. And you and I are given the responsibility of sharing the gospel with them. Are we doing that? Or are we being faithful in sharing the Word of God? In conclusion, the voice of God is vital in our walking with Him. Um, it's been said either the Bible will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from the Bible. And I want to conclude with Psalm 119. Just read verses 25 to 40. It says this, My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. I have declared my ways, and thou heardest me. Teach me thy statutes. Make me to understand the way of thy precepts, so shall I talk of thy wondrous works. My soul melteth for heaviness. Strengthen thou me according to thy word. Remove from me the way of lying, and grant me thy law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid before me. I have stuck unto thy testimonies, O Lord, put me not to shame. I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me to go in the way of thy commandments, for therein do I delight." Incline my heart unto thy testimonies, and not to covetousness. Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity, and quicken thou me in thy way. Establish thy word unto thy servant, who is devoted to thy fear. Turn away my reproach, which I fear, for thy judgments are good. Behold, I have longed after thy precepts. Quicken me in thy righteousness. Are you walking with the Lord in the Word. If we're not, there's something wrong in our lives. Have you begun that process of walking with the Lord? Maybe you're here tonight and you don't know for sure that you have trusted Christ as Savior, that you have eternal life. The gift of God is open to all. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. If you're here tonight and don't know Christ... Uh, Someone will be glad to take a Bible and show you how you can trust Him as Savior. But Christian, if you're here tonight, are you walking with God? That's so important for us, whether you're here in in Eaton, Ohio, or whether we're in Cranbrook, British Columbia. Believers need to walk with God. And believers need to share the gospel with others. And that's what God has ordained us to do. Are we doing it? Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your love, for the opportunity to know you, uh, to know you through the Word of God. Thank you for the Scripture that you've given to us. Thank you for the Gospel that has been preached. Uh, Thank you for the one that preached the Gospel to me. Thank you for the one that preached the Gospel to each one here in this room that has trusted Christ as Savior. And we pray that you would help us to be faithful in giving the Gospel to others and preaching that Word so that your word can have the effect that you intend in the hearts of of people around this world. Help us to be faithful in this endeavor that you've given us, this command that you've given us. But Lord, I pray that our relationship with you would be focused on the word of God. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. I wonder with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, we're just going to stand quietly to our feet this evening. The piano's just going to begin to play softly. Maybe tonight you need to answer that question. How is your walk with God? Is it lacking? How much time do you spend in His Word? Is it just to get through with it? Just to get done? Or do you really want to spend that time walk with him and let him speak to us what about in our witness for Christ are we being the witness that God wants us to be it's kind of hard to be the right witness if we're not walking with him is your personal walk with the Lord Jesus Christ tonight? Is there areas that you're struggling in? Why don't you give it to him tonight? Lord, I need you to help me with this. Is it meditating on his word? We read it, but then throughout the day we just forget all about it. Spend more time meditating, thinking on his word, drawing closer to him. 